Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name, my name is Morgan Colby. You got Ricardo on the other side of the screen. Ricky Lemon. What's going on? It's cracking. What do I call you? Um, you know, you used to be called when we were kids, Ricky. Yeah. And do people still call you that, right? Yeah. For the most part. Um, yeah. Do I call you Ricky or Rick more often? Rick, I yeah. think. <laughs> ah, there you go. Eg Rick. up by ten. See, it's weird because like your dad's called Rick. My some of my closest friends call me Rick, but like most people will call me Ricky. So it's okay. it's like yeah. It's like, and then you'll get it, Ricky's like the entry level name. You'll get the occasional Richie. And then once too. you get there and they they know you enough, you just you drop the Y because it's just you're too lazy. Right. It's like exactly. it's not worth it anymore. Just Rick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, welcome to the Champions Fantasy Football Podcast, like I said. Uh, today, we're going to talk trade targets for Week 10 to get you prepared going into Sunday uh, and try, try to negotiate these deals. If you're watching college football today, just go at it on negotiating these deals. Just rip your pants off, negotiate some deals, pull them back up. I don't know why you got <laughs> yeah. to take your pants off to do it. <laughs> Anytime you're negotiating deals, you got to take so, so last week, we talked about Nick Chubb, right? I believe so. And I traded for him. <sighs> Followed my own go. advice. Got COVID this week. I think that's because of me. Sorry, everyone. Dang it. But, uh, yeah, no, I got him. That's good for you. Swip, wait, wait, agreed that you. trade. Not, I mean, uh, who, 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 uh, was it a schlacking or? Was it Swift for Swift and Sanders for Chubb? Swift and Emmanuel Sanders for no, Chubb. No, like on paper, it's not because Sorry. Sanders is considered like a potential week to week flex and Swift is not too far from Chubb. But for me personally, Sanders is just a throw in and it's really just Swift and Chubb. And I'll take Chubb over Swift 10 times out of 10 and a half PPR. Fair enough. Not I'm, that I'm I curious, don't like Swift because I do. I'm curious to pull but. up the ECR on Chubb because I know it was at nine originally. Oh, he's at seven now. And Swift moved to 12. But that looks more like a fleecing by the second. See, that's what I kind of, what, what I view it as. Like Chubb is like six or seven. Swift before Swift last week like- was 10. And Chubb was nine. Now Chubb's seven. So I was a little bit hesitant to do the deal. Now Chubb is seven because of his 26-point game on <clears throat> 14 touches. Um, and Swift obviously had a bye, so he moved to 12. Hey, you know, Chubb gets into the top five. I'm I'm feeling good. I just wish Josh Jacobs wasn't ranked as the RB20. If Chubb plays this week and get, plays against the Patriots, are you rooting for Nick Chubb to get three touchdowns? 100%. <laughs> we can overcome that. We can overcome. Yeah. 24-21, Patriots win. All, it, yeah, as long as all the points are scored by Nick Chubb. Right. But anyway, yeah, trade targets, week 10. 
coming at you. Before we jump into it, check our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all those places. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platform, leave a review, share this pod with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on the tubes, uh, subscribe, click the bell for noties, like, and then comment down below any trade questions you have. You know, we were talking about how we were going to do grade trades. I totally forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, I did forget about that too. We freaking forgot. We got. We should start doing that. Now that's we should. like three weeks. Was it week 10, 11, and 12? Three weeks until you can stop trading mm-hmm. for normal leagues? Yeah, I something like that. I think ours is week 13 or 14. Yes, I think so. I like trading. But anyway, let's let's jump into it. Let's jump into the into it. Um the first guy on the list is Austin Eckler. Rick, enlighten us with your graceful thoughts. Um Eckler has been a beast all year. Yeah, dude. He has had some bad games, but it's crazy. Even in his bad games, he had so against the Baltimore Ravens in week six, you know, he had six carries for seven yards. Oh my god. And he still finished with seven and a half fantasy points. That's really bad. It's really bad, but it's like he still turned it into something. And the week before that, he had 30. And the week after that, he had 21. It's the Um, pass catching, man. It's the pass catching. But uh, that's not going to change. Obviously, he's coming off a week where he didn't really do too much. was one of his worst weeks. Nine fantasy points. Buy him, buy him, buy him, buy him, buy him. Because the amount of games rest of the season he's going to get under 10 might be zero, to be honest. I'll give him one. I'll say he gets one. But he's probably going to be putting up very good numbers. He's the RB3 in PPR. I don't know in half PPR if he's RB3 or 4. Yeah, but he's he's either 3 or 4 in half PPR. I'm going to guess he's 3 still, which is crazy. I just Um, said he was 3 in half PPR. Listen up, kid. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. So, yeah, I mean, the tactic I wish that's super, super good. And I think you can still get him at like brushes away every day. All right. Shut up. Uh, I think you could still get him at second, like whatever second round value is. Okay. Or like early second, late first. So, like a top receiver, kind of like a Deion. Like, would you trade DeAndre Hopkins for Austin Eckler straight up right now? You need a running back. So you're thinking about it? To me, it's not even that close. Oh, no, it's not close. Like it, I'm trying to decide if that's a fleece. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Hopkins right now has fleece, not been performing but... super great, so I feel like the manager who has him is going to be like, frick you, but true, that could just be me. I, w- I wanted to pull up uh, the numbers real Hopkins, fast. Hopkins, though, is a bigger name, I think, than Eckler for the average. What I like to do is, similar to what I did, like we were just talking about the Chubb-Swift deal, and... Similar to that, what I really like to do is I understand that most likely, especially at the running back position, the only way to upgrade the running back position is to offer another running back in return, if that makes any sense. Because yeah. I don't think anyone's going to be able to do that. So like, if you're like, oh, if you if you have a running back is that is at the equivalent area of where Chubb, oh, not Chubb, uh, where... Um, Austin Eckler is on the season that you're kind of nervous about moving forward and you're like, yeah, this guy's been kind of outperforming where his actual ceiling is and he's going to come down or schedule's hard or whatever. And you want to upgrade that running back position, you're going to have to throw a guy in and then add more 
And that's just what it's going to take. Swift, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who I don't think is going to be really great rest of the season, but either way, those two guys for Nick Chubb at the time, that looks like an even deal. And it looks like they're even winning a little bit because the two running backs have been virtually the same all season, right? Fantasy points wise. Um, but if you have these, you know, if you have this situation where you want to upgrade that position and you know, this other guy like Nick Chubb for me, I know is a top five running back when he's on, right. It's worth doing the deal. A guy like Austin Eckler has so much upside and half PPR and PPR leagues because of his pass catching that it's like, he's going to be a top five running back and he already has been. And so it's going to be much harder to do, but right now on the season, the RB three is Joe Mixon. Would I trade Joe Mixon and another asset to get Austin Eckler? Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. So that's kind of what, probably what you're going to have to do. If you're talking about the wide receiver position right now, I would say, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's like, you might have to trade Adams. Yeah. If the other team really wants that. I mean, guy, look at, listen to this right now. This is the top five. Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, <laughs> Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, Marquise Hollywood Brown, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, Michael Pittman Jr. Like, what is this top 10? I know. That's so weird. That is so weird. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like. Especially right now with the landscape of fantasy football, it is going to be a little bit more difficult for a person to trade for Austin Eckler via the wide receiver position. But there might be a team who is loaded at the running back position that has no running, no wide receivers. And if that team happens to have Austin Eckler, then a wide receiver deal probably would make sense. But I just don't know what the circumstances are in your league. So, yeah. If you asked me three months ago, Eckler for DeAndre Hopkins, I would have been like, yeah, that's probably a fair deal. A couple months ago. Right. But um, No, same. Anyway, yeah. I didn't even mention anything about Austin Eckler being a guy who just told you how to trade for him. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. But yeah, Eckler's a beast. I mean, he's got a great rest of the season schedule too. So Yeah, I, I think... Minnesota... Pittsburgh is kind of tough, I guess, but against running backs, I don't know how they've done. Denver, the Bengals, easy, the the Giants, the Chiefs, the Texans, those are four straight easy matchups. I'm gonna give you um I'm gonna give you the top game the top ten real fast. Because we gotta we gotta move on. But the top ten at the running back position right now. Henry, yeah. Taylor, Mixon, Eckler, Kamara. That's five, right? Yeah. Najee, Cordero Patterson, Aaron <laughs> Jones, okay. James Conner, Ezekiel Elliott, and then oh, if I counted wrong, it, that's it's Daryl Henderson. That's 10. Okay. So with that. James Conner and Cordero Patterson are in the top 10. That's gross. Who do you take? Now, Derrick Henry's hurt, so I'll take him out of here. Austin Eckler or the following top 10. Austin Eckler or Taylor? I would take Taylor. Eckler or Mixon? Eckler, probably. Eckler it's close. That's close. With Jameis out for the year, I think I would take Eckler. Eckler or Najee? Oh, I think I, I take Najee. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Patterson or Eckler? It's tough, though. There's, these are the Patterson. Those are Eckler. all tossers. Oh, uh, easily, Eckler. 
Aaron Jones or Eckler? I would take Eckler. James Conner or Eckler? Eckler. And then uh, Ezekiel Elliott or Eckler? I'll take Eckler. So I think some guys with name value, like Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, like yep. you could trade Definitely. those guys to get Eckler and Joe Mixon, obviously. Um, some or guys that are like, are, that really aren't, that really shouldn't be here, but like a package with Cordero and a package with James Conner could probably get Austin Eckler. But that's what you got to think Maybe not Conner, but Patterson might. Yeah. yeah Pat, Patterson maybe. But that's what you got to think about. That's what you got to have to, you, you kind of have to put in your head. Like, how am I going to upgrade this position? Am I already set at the position? Like, if I have Dalvin Cook, I'm not upgrading. <laughs> that's what you yeah. got. So, either way. Um, yeah. So go buy Austin Eckler. Yeah. Go do it. The next one's tougher. Um, considering the news we just got a couple days ago, um, DJ Moore is, yeah, he's still a member of the Carolina Panthers, but the newest member of the Carolina Panthers, who also happens to be one of the oldest members of the Carolina Panthers is Cam Newton. Yep. Now, normally I would say, well, maybe they just brought Cam in for some depth, um, you can shove that ten million dollar contract right up your butt because Cam Newton's starting. <laughs> yep. So I don't know what they're doing over there. Cam Newton's got some kind of agent. I no offers from anyone else, and they give him ten million bucks. Yikes. Yeah. What is that? I have no idea. Four and a half million guaranteed, with ten million dollars if he hits all of his incentives. That's actually crazy. Isn't that crazy? Uh, but either crazy. way, so Cam Newton is probably going to start. I don't know if it's this Sunday. I can't tell you if it's tomorrow you're going to see Cam Newton. I really hope so. I would be pumped. I'd be watching Carolina. Even though I don't have a Carolina Panther on my team anymore, I'd be watching that. Um, I'm watching it no matter what because I have McCaffrey and DJ Moore. So. <laughs> you're trapped. You're trapped, my friend. Um, the hope is that everyone else on this team is trash to the point where DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey just get every single one of the targets that That's Cam my hope. Newton has to offer. Um, yep. That is concerning. I will say that. Now, <clears throat> Sam Darnold's out for five to six weeks is what I heard. Yeah. Which is essentially the rest of the season. Like, maybe, do you think they're not putting him on the IR because they're like, okay, maybe, you know, we win a couple of games, we get ourselves into contention, and then we bring Sam Darnold back for the playoffs. Is that kind of what the thought process is, or is this just like a shift to Cam? Newton? I don't. I don't think they're going back to Sam. I think Darnold is done. To be honest, okay, but he is, is out a, for five. They wouldn't, they wouldn't give him ten million to me if it's just for like four or five weeks. You know, what then I mean? why not just put Sam Darnold on IR and save him the rest of his dignity? That's. All, I mean, who knows? I don't know what their plans are. But yeah. the rest of the fantasy season at this point, Cam Newton is going to be the guy at quarterback for Carolina. Yep. Um, and so we've seen DJ Moore's numbers out under Cam Newton, and we saw what the Patriots had last year with Cam Newton. And even the year before that when he was with Carolina, like I he doesn't really have success throwing it to the throwing to the wide receiver position. So it's concerning for me with DJ Moore. But do you feel like the rest of the fantasy community and in the rest of not just the fantasy community, but the rest of the fantasy world of people who play fantasy football, do you feel like everyone's kind of having that same mindset where Cam Newton's coming in? This isn't really a good thing for DJ Moore, and you're starting to get a little complacent because you're the DJ Moore guy. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I mean, if Cam Newton plays like Cam Newton did on the Patriots last year, then you're screwed. 
Okay. But even then, you know, historically speaking, Cam Newton does like to target a specific player. Yeah. I don't think he's going to run as much as he's historically done. Um, he obviously will run it, run the ball, uh, but will he run it 15 times a game? I don't think right. so, because that was one of the reasons, uh, not one of the reasons the Pats cut him, but mm-hmm. he was saying in, in the, the offseason, like, I don't want to run that much anymore. Yeah. He's old. Um, He's too old, right? I think another thing is he will. There won't be as many big plays for DJ Moore or the option for that. I don't think, but um, Kim Newton will probably dump the ball. It's great. It's actually kind of great for McCaffrey. He's going to dump the ball off a lot. Oh yeah, dude. Um, McCaffrey's going to score a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, McCaffrey's best year was with Mm. Kim Newton, I think. So make you feel Uh, good about this trade. Yeah, I know. My only way. no, but I, I do think DJ Moore will get a lot of targets. It's just a matter of what he's going to do with it. It's all it's all going to be dependent on Cam Newton. Does it make me feel great? No. Do I think it's... Have I given up hope? No. No. We'll see how he plays. We'll see how he plays. I think it is a good time to trade for DJ Moore, though, because the owner is probably puking. Yeah, no, that's, that's kind of what my thought process is. Like, you, you have DJ Moore on your team, and, and most of the people... <laughs> Who have DJ Moore probably panicking right now a little bit. Yeah. And I feel Definitely. like the target share probably isn't going to change for DJ Moore. They're drawing things up for him to get open, and there's not really another receiver on that team that can do it. Robbie Anderson sucks. Terrace Marshall's <laughs> yeah. a rookie. They don't have a tight end. Like the two targets on the team are Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. And if you split the targets evenly, the you know, Cam Newton has throws it. 28 to 30 times there's a good shot that six to seven of them are going to Mick McCaffrey and 10 to 11 of them are going to DJ Moore. So the question is how efficient this offense is, is is something you're going to have to watch. But I feel like because of the complacency around DJ Moore, this is going to be an easy buy. Yeah. I hope you're right. (laughs) Even with Donald, I have DJ Moore like three weeks. So I'm really with Donald. They've been inconsistent. So yeah, no, that's true. So yeah, I, I go by DJ Moore. Okay, okay. Uh, number three, and I'm surprised this is not on. I looked at a ton of trade targets list today, and I'm surprised that this guy is not on more of them. Um, there's actually he was on a list to sell, huh. not okay. to buy, uh, for for Just one like, source. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Okay, brace yourselves, because I'm going to give you some fantasy points to sound like Baker Mayfield. That's not good. For Patrick Mahomes. It's so bad. Makes me nervous to even want to trade for him. Uh, Eight fantasy points against Tennessee. 16 against New York Giants. uh, And then 11 against Green Bay. Oof. He's still got a bye week. And his schedule down the stretch is not good. So as 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 a Patrick Mahomes owner, you're probably like pooping yourself right now. What do I do with Patrick Mahomes? You hold him and wait till he starts scoring 30 points a game again. You know what I will say about Mahomes? That is kind of interesting. I saw it today. Mm-hmm. His his fantasy points uh, with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the lineup, he's averaging 33 points per game. Mm-hmm. Without Clyde, it's like 15. Mm-hmm. And Clyde is a, uh, might return this week. I think he, he practiced on Wednesday and... So- or Thursday and quote looked really good. So 
here's here's what which is this is shocking that this is working for them because it it kind of didn't in the past to be honest with you there people are using the same game plan to stop Justin Herbert and you're seeing them defenses start to they're just taking away the the big play is essentially what they're doing they're cutting the top off the defense and or, or they're they're cutting the top off the offense and stopping them from throwing it deep like Patrick Mahomes likes to do right so Tyreek yeah. Hill is being forced to go underneath Ty, uh, Travis Kelsey forced underneath um whoever the second wide receiver happens to be that day forced underneath uh and so it's like they're not getting any deep chunk plays down the field and when they don't do that they're just doing these short underneath plays and they I don't think honestly the Chiefs know how to play that game. They're so used to getting chunk plays and so used to getting everything in four plays on one drive. You know what I mean? It's just that's not how the Chiefs play. And Mahomes has been he's thrown a lot of picks, he's been hit, you know, the offensive line hasn't been great. And so he's been a little bit more timid. He's throwing the ball away when he scrambles out of the pocket. He doesn't take chances downfield because he's afraid he's going to throw a pick and put the team in a bad position. So it's like he's just playing scared. Mahomes said this week he's not going to play scared anymore. He said he's going to try to take more shots down the field. He's got to he's got to get back to being Patrick Mahomes. And you can't tell me that after watching three games of Patrick Mahomes not play great, that this is new Patrick Mahomes and all of a sudden this is what the Chiefs are going to be. There's too much talent on that offense. Patrick Mahomes is too good at football. Yep. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. Stop. And Rick's right. Yeah. For some reason in the past, teams couldn't figure out their offense, even with the starting running back out. Damien Williams was really good. Daryl Williams came in, played well. This year, uh, Clyde gets hurt. Everyone's like, oh, Clyde hasn't been great. Clyde hasn't been great. Clyde leaves. Mahomes starts blowing chunks. And the offense stalls. Daryl Williams sucks. And Daryl Williams sucks to the point where they brought in some freaking guy named Derek Gore, who was a waiver wire ad a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I I just Clyde's coming back soon. And if that happens and the 30 point games come back from Mahomes, you're not buying them. It's not happening. If you want right. a top five quarterback, you need a top five quarterback on your team, and, and no one in your league has been getting you for him. Trust me. The Patrick Mahomes manager in your league is nervous. Yeah, they're very. No, nervous. I agree. You can you can get him so cheap right now. I mean, even in our league, you can probably get him cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's he's, and this might be the last week to do it because he's playing the Raiders this week. I think he's gonna bounce back. Would be my guess. Um, yeah, two touchdowns think, and two interceptions in three games. Yeah. Watch what he does against the Raiders this week. That's all I'm going to say. We said this last week about Chubb and 26 points. <laughs> uh, 29 points, actually. Yeah, literally, I, I I was playing, side note, playing Daily Fantasy, and the first thing I thought of was, who are two players I really like and trust mm-hmm. that have been playing poorly the last couple weeks? And it was Nick Chubb and Justin Jefferson, and they both got me pretty good weeks. Nice. So, yeah. Win some cash? No, because I also had every 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 week. I, there's one player that screws me. That's how it always is, though. That's what she said. Okay, well, we can move on. <laughs> we can move on. Yeah, go buy Mahomes. I don't know what's gonna take, yeah. but just buy him. Um, yeah. Number four is James Conner, and we'll we'll go really fast on these last guys. I love that we only have one wide receiver on the list this week because people need those running backs. 
Uh, and it's James Conner. We talked a little bit about him on the Starts and Sits show. We have him as a start for this week. I don't know what they're going to do with N.O. Benjamin. I don't know if he's going to play a similar role to Chase Edmonds. We'll see that after this week's game. But my expectation is that James Conner is going to come in and play a full-time role. A couple of years ago, right um, before the Arizona Cardinals traded for uh, Kenyon Drake, they had Chase Edmonds playing a full role. And it looked really good in the Cliff Kingsbury offense. It looked really good. A 20-touch per game like role for Chase Edmonds because David Johnson sucked and it looked yeah. good. Um, and then they traded for Drake and it was more of a split backfield, which is what we've seen over the last year and a half. And even the beginning of this season, um, you know, with James Conner and, and Chase Edmonds, it's just a split backfield. Uh, and, and now you're going to see most likely a situation where James Conner is going to come in and get the full complement of work that, you would expect to see. I'm a little bit concerned about injury because that's always something to be concerned about with James Conner, but James Conner has not shown, I told Rick before the show, he's not shown, or maybe I told, said this on yesterday's show, but he has not shown that he can, he's, he's gone downhill yet in terms of being a running back in the NFL. I know he's 26 years old, um, but I still think James Conner's got it. I think he's going to get 20 touches a game. Uh, it might be, do you think it's going to be hard to get him at after the 37 point game, 39 point game that he had? Yeah, that's my only concern is it might be. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it might be. But if you can get him now, it's a great time to get him because the next couple of weeks he's probably going to be an RB1. My only thing is like when Edmonds comes back and is playing full-time, like he's still going to be okay, like a decent flex. But yeah, um, I mean, he was like what? I, he's kind of like an RB2 even with Chase Edmonds. So yeah, I guess it's not a bad buy at all. Um, but you want to do it very soon because again, when Edmonds comes back, he's going to go from an RB one to probably back mm -hmm. down to an RB two. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, and the final guy we have in this list is Aaron Jones. Um, it's a good one. Aaron Jones is, is, is a fantastic running back right now in the season. He's RB eight. The Packers have had some ups and downs this year, but, after week one's bad performance for Aaron Jones, he had 35, 38 because, you know, get, what I'm going to say is draft Aaron Jones and then let him have that 38-point game, 40-point game in week two every single year and then trade him. <laughs> he just True. always scores 30-plus in week two. Um, but he had 38, 16, 9, 12, 19, 6, 20, and 5. So the last three weeks, he's had one 20-point game against Arizona, but outside of that, he struggled. This week, there was anticipation that he might struggle because of Jordan Love. They were shut out offensively, essentially. Um, they didn't score a point, did they? So they were shut out? No, they. Uh, Jordan Love threw a touchdown. Bro. Oh, that's right, that's right. So almost shut out. Um, but Aaron Jones didn't have a good game because of that. Um, he was still relatively efficient, but they were behind in the game and, and, you know, they were trying to get themselves back into it and all kinds of stuff. So Aaron Jones, I think is a good buy. It's going to be expensive. It's going to be expensive, but this is another one of those Austin Eckler like upgrades that you can make to your team where there are some guys that are overperforming their value, like a Joe Mixon, um, like a, like maybe even an Ezekiel Elliott, not really overperforming, but kind of putting themselves in that position where they're probably just low end running back ones at this point. And I think Aaron Jones has a ceiling of running back, you know, top five running back is as does Austin Eckler. So I feel like there's a good opportunity to buy him with the same strategy that I, I used before. And he has a decent schedule down the stretch. So. Yeah. Um, I would take Eckler over Jones, but 
I do I like agree. Aaron Jones rest of the season. I think he's a good buy and it's a good time to do it. Uh, because like you said, the last few weeks he's been struggling. A lot of people expected mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Jones to not play well with Jordan Love, but the average Aaron Jones owner probably doesn't think that. They're like, oh, you played against the Chiefs and only had five Phoenix points. What the heck? Um, he's still, I mean, you're going to have to buy him at low RB1 value, but I think that's worth it. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think he's got, like you said, decent rest of the season schedule. And when Aaron Rodgers comes back, he's, he's going to have those weeks where he just gets like 20-something points. And you're like, what the heck? Uh, and then he'll have one or two bad games, but he's going to be like an RB1 every other week. Yeah, I agree. Um, there you go. There's some trade targets. Okay. Week 10's in the... Well, not in the books. you got to watch it, but uh, week 10 content for us is in the books. Flying through the season. Just eight weeks of fantasy content to go. I can't yeah, believe crazy. that. And then we move into 2022, which is just astounding to me. Um, have a good weekend. Good luck, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.